Welcome to the Life Fellowship Ministries International Broadcast. Our mission is to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. And now, join us for the Life Fellowship Experience. Before we get started, I want to share one thing with you. This is the only verse that I'm going to share with you today. I'll be talking about the Bible because it's helped me a lot. But this one verse was my seed. John 3.16, a lot of people know it. And for maybe for those of you who don't know it, it says, So God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that so whoever believes in him shall not perish. Precious and heavenly Father of above, thank you for this time that you've given me this morning. And I pray, Father God, as you spill these words out of my mouth, that they'll touch someone, somewhere, or encourage them in the name of Jesus. Amen. When we, I like everybody here, I've always heard, Jesus loves you. Be nice, Jesus loves you. But it was hard to understand how someone that I've never met, nor have ever seen, could love me, especially knowing me. One day there was a knock on my door. This pastor and one of his associates come up, and they said they want to come in and talk to us about Jesus. I was wild. I was very wild. I was like three march hairs tied into one. But we invited him in. And when he laid out the plan of salvation, through all the craziness, through everything that was going on in my life, which was full of crazy, when he laid that plan out, it sounded right. And we accepted the Lord Jesus Christ blindly because I didn't know what I was getting into. But that was a springboard. That verse that I shared with y'all when I was in my total worst, my daughter taught me that verse, a young girl. And I would know it stuck with me. I never read the Bible before then, never paid much attention to it because it was like gold thumpers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Jesus loves me. That's nice. But that was my springboard. And when I accepted the Lord, I was still me. I still had a lot of world in me. Jesus didn't ever turn his back on me. One night, after I'd accepted the Lord, I'm saying this, and I'm even dressed like this today to show y'all that Jesus loves us as we are. We don't need suits. We don't need fancy words. We just need to speak and believe. And he can use us all the way we are. But because of that, by saying yes, one night I was in a club still partying because I still had a lot of worldly in me. And I read back a joke. And when we were growing up, they used a certain word in my family that was just a word. And growing up, we heard it and 
A lot of us used it, and it was the Lord's name in vain, and I didn't realize that. But that's all I'd ever heard growing up. And I said that. And I said, that's some funny stuff. The band was playing, and I heard, hey. Thought it was the people behind me calling each other. We kept on going, and they were doing the Cotton Eye Joe. And if any of you Texans here know what the Cotton Eye Joe is, it gets pretty loud. And I heard, hey, again. There was nobody sitting behind me. And I heard, how many other words do you know? And why do you have to use that one? It was like, okay. From that moment on, I stopped using that word. And even in my world of crazy, I'm not perfect. I was selling drugs. I was partying. I was doing. But in that world of crazy, even the people that came to our house learned that that was a no-no. And if somebody said, even though we were loaded with senators, they'd say, ooh, you potty mouth. But they knew. And because of that, my life started changing, and I didn't realize it. And then when I accepted the Lord, I was still drinking pretty heavy and going on. And I would come home in the evening times. Going to, going, to the, going to take a shower, and my wife's Bible was set right there on a nightstand. I would grab that Bible, and I would just lay down on the floor. I start to read that word, and I would read that word, and it was like, wow. You know, I hear people say, well, I can't read the Bible. I just don't understand it, and it's too hard for me. I say that's a bunch of horse feathers. Because I was reading the original, King James Version. <laughs> now, that will do it. But there's a Holy Spirit. And there's Jesus. He would show me what I was reading, even though it was a yea and yeeth, and you goeth, and you weathereth, and you winneth. I could understand he was saying, yeah, where you go, where you went, where you came from, I'm there. So my, there's two things that I really don't like to do. One is exercise, as you can tell. And the other is to read. So I'm with you on, oh, I don't like to read. I didn't either until I met one, Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit led me. And the good thing about reading that Bible and listening to my wife, don't lose my place. (laughs) Don't tear up my Bible. So that gave me an attitude. 
I saved my lunch money and bought my own Bible. So that way she couldn't tell me nothing. And I also threw a pencil in that Bible because that Bible, if you break Bible down, means believers' instructions before leaving earth. That's our owner's manual. And if you never read the manual, you can't do what it says. It's just like computers. I hate to read. They make me mad, so I don't even sit in front of one. But I do read the Bible. In my time of reading, I just read two chapters a day. I wasn't looking for any hidden meaning. I wasn't looking for, well, am I being, I was just reading the word. We have to start somewhere. And by putting that word here, it got me away from the, from the guys that I used to work with that partied and had good times and stuff. And it brought me over to the guys that were in church, Christians, older brothers that I didn't even know I had. And we would sit there and we would talk. You know, I'd read something, and that's why I only read two chapters because I wanted to chew. And the Word tells us that we should meditate on the Word. So I wanted to chew on that Word and see what it said. And when I didn't understand where I winneth, I would talk with one of the brothers that did, and they would explain it to me. And then one day I was sharing, I just received the Holy Spirit, and I was praying, I got my prayer language, as they say, I was speaking in tongues, as other people say. And I shared this with a guy, and he says, oh, I don't do that, I'm afraid I'm cussing God. Well, that kind of threw me back because I was young. If you're young and you're listening, be careful. Listen to what the Spirit tells you through His Word. Because after a while, God told me, He says, You think I'd cuss myself? The first time I started uttering that, I'm thinking, Oop, Am I even supposed to be listening to this? I didn't understand what I was saying. But he did. And amongst that time where we were saved at, this cool part, my ex-father-in-law sent his pastor to my house. Most ex-father-in-laws hate their ex-son-in-laws. But because of that man, we ran into Jesus Christ. He was always there. I've been pistol whooped. I've looked down the barrel of a gun a few times, cocked and ready to go. I've been busted. Praise God. I never had a record for none of that. And all my craziness and everything I was doing, I was a gun-toting, door-kicking-in, crazy idiot. And when I think about that, I just sit and cry. And before, you could beat me to death, and I wouldn't cry. But that's what's happened here. And that's what Jesus has done. You see the outside of the cup is rough looking, and we'll get to that in a minute. I started reading that word, 
I started putting those parallels together. And God was putting me right there in my Egypt. Am I walking out? Am I heading to this promised land? I was just as rough and just as disobedient as the Israelites were. But he never gave up on me, and he was there. Through the old, I started in the Old Testament. And the first three words of that Bible says, in the beginning, God. In my beginning, God. In your beginning, God. If you're out there watching this morning, it's no accident. And you could have that same beginning. Look at me. I'm standing here in bib overalls preaching. How many preachers do you see stand up in bibs? But when the Lord saved me, I was wearing blue jeans. I didn't have a suit. But I had a pair of blue jeans and flip-flops. The way I look is the way I look because I want people to know no matter what you look like, Jesus loves you. You're the one that he died for. He didn't die for a suit. He didn't die for an education. He died for us when we were at our worst. When Jesus walked, they put the bad mouth on him for eating with sinners, publicans, and prostitutes. But he didn't care, and he told them, you know what, you religious people? I'm not here for you, but I'm here for the ones that are hurting, brokenhearted, wounded, captive. I fit in that category. I was for whoever. In that time, I got to the New Testament. When I was reading, before I got there, I was in Psalms. One time and I was reading and I flipped the page over. And it says, I cried unto the Lord. And he heard me. You listen to me. He heard me. He heard you. He'll hear you from his holy hill. Not only that, he answered. That's the kind of God we serve. If you're sitting out there and you're sitting in your home or you're sitting even in here and it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. Look at me. I look like I should be hanging on a post office wall somewhere. (laughs) Or a poster boy, don't let this happen to you. (laughs) But because of God, because of his son that said, I'm here, daddy, tag me in. I don't know about y'all. Livestock's gotten awful expensive. And if this was the old way, I don't think I could afford it. Because there was animals that were the sacrifice that rolled back your sins. But then when Jesus came into the picture, he is, not was, he is the ultimate sacrifice. Our sacrifice is to say yes to worship 
to praise, to get up when you get knocked down. Because as I was reading in that word, I got into the New Testament and I got into reading about, well, in this world, you will have trouble. Just because we're washed in the blood, listen to me, you, just because we're washed in the blood don't mean we're covered and we're sin free or that we're trouble free. And sin, that comes as we go along. But prepare. If you get knocked down, get up. If you're in the world and you get knocked down, what do you do? You, you get an attitude and you get up. I encourage you to do the same thing. The word also told me later on, says, you know what? If you keep your eyes on men, you will get let down. But I want to share with y'all, Jesus was here from the beginning. And if you keep your eyes on Jesus, you won't be let down. But I want to share, Jesus was the same when the foundations of this earth were laid. He was the same 2,000 years later. And he's going to be the same until it's gone. He's the same today as he was yesterday. And when I read about the prostitute that they caught in adultery, and they throw her down before the Lord, and they're sitting there, and they're accusing and going on. And Jesus just starts doodling on the ground. Maybe he was writing their names. Maybe he was just making a picture of Jerusalem. I don't know. I wasn't there. But I know he thought, and I'm sure he's probably thinking, I don't know, I have to wait until I get home to ask him. Was he going, yeah, 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 these crazy people. But because of that, when he said, First one here with no sin. Pick that rock up and throw it. Everybody started feeling convicted and walked away. I wasn't a prostitute, but anyway. <laughs> I was in her shoes. And when Jesus looked around, the word says that nobody was there. What do you say, woman? Where are your accusers? Nobody was there, Joe. And I also heard through a teaching of a teacher that when this woman was found, she was naked and thrown down there. So her entire entireness was exposed. And Jesus says, where are you accusers? She goes, I don't know. He says, they don't accuse you? He says, I'm paraphrasing because I want you all to understand. He says, well, I'm not accusing you neither. Go your way and sin no more. And we have to do the same thing. This walk... Everybody thinks, yeah, yeah, yeah. You grab a Bible and you go through life and everything just. No. 
That Bible is your sword. That Bible is your shield. There's so many versions now. NIV, NLT, XYZ, ABC, King James. I'm just, I even found one the other day that's called the easy American version. And it's just as plain as the nose on your face. I'm, only thing that lets me down is I haven't seen an ain't or a y'all nowhere in that Bible. <laughs> and if I throw one of them out, excuse me, because I am unlearned. But those disciples, Jesus didn't say, hey, I choose you. Now you go to college. And when you get educated, come on back. He says, hey, come as you are. And I'm telling you, hey, come as you are. Because it's important for your life and for you. I never thought I'd see 30 years old. More or less 64. <laughs> so I praise God for that. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I figured I'd be pushing daisies by now. But by His grace and His grace alone, I'm standing here today. Now I saw reading in there. I was reading along there, and Jesus says, when I was reading... I got to reading about Paul. Paul got off to killing Christians. That's what he did. That was his job. But he wound up being one great apostle. Y'all are out there and maybe even in here saying, well, that was easy. No, it isn't. Especially in your own hometown and around where people know you. And he was known. So when you imagine what it was like when he tried to join in with Christians, hey, not it. Y'all watch Paul. But I like Paul. God was changing my life. And he'll change your life. And then I read this passage about, so whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be. Can y'all say shall be? Saved. Amen. Amen. So now we get back to John 3.16. For so whoever, and whoever calls, if you're in this world, you're a whoever, just like I was. And yeah, my life was a mess. But by God's grace, I stand here today, and I praise his name. Because he came into my life. And if it wouldn't have been for Jesus, I don't know where I'd be. But I do know that we serve a loving, a just, and a gracious God. He don't look back at yesterday, because even the Bible tells us if you're looking backwards, you're wasting time, because you can't plow a straight row if you're looking backwards. We need to keep our eyes on the front. But me personally, I don't dwell on the past, but I don't want to forget where I came from. Because I want people like me in the same shape, and maybe even worse shape, to know that they can do it too. 
You know, it's easy to go out and party. It's easy to go out and woo, raise cane at the ball games and stuff. When you see people walk into church and raising their hands and worship, and they're going. But at the at the Rockets game or when the Astros score or something like that, everybody. I want to do that for my God all the time. And I do. When I'm in my shop, the Lord bless me with the shop at my house that I can piddle because I love to piddle. When I walk in there, I look and I thank God for that shop. I pray in that shop. I spend time in that shop. I smash my finger in that shop. <laughs> and sometimes I even cop an attitude in that shop. But the one thing about it is, is Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. When you can't say nothing else, say that. When I was a kid, I met a pastor and he says, you know how to pray? And I'm thinking, no, not really. And he was a Pentecostal preacher. Nothing against any. But man, they, their thing is the end time. It's like, bro, I'm only 14 years old. I don't want to hear about no end times right now. I'm just getting started. But he told me, he says, you know what? If something comes up and you don't know what to pray or how to pray, he said, just say Jesus three times. I got thinking about that. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Three times. And I did that a lot before I met on Jesus Christ. When, it was, when we accepted the Lord, we both looked at each other and said, you know what? We don't know what we're doing, but it, it seemed right. And we started that walk. Like I said, there's a lot of tough people out there in that world walking, but they're walking the wrong way. The Word tells us, Ways wide and narrows the gate. And it's tough to walk towards that gate. You lose friends. Well, you find out they were just really acquaintances. Because when the party stops, so do they. But that's okay, because we're all family. <laughs> He's given me not only friends, Brothers, sisters, mama, daddy, the pastor where we really dove into because we were hurt and decided to walk away. But the Lord led me back to a church because I was asking him, God, I just want a church with people in it. I didn't realize the role of a pastor. I thought it was just... And you stand up there 15, 20 minutes, they do their thing, and it's like, la, 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 off we go. <laughs> Bruh. It's anything. That's the easy part. My pastor, my spiritual dad, and our spiritual mom, he was a union carpenter. <gasps> what was Jesus? He was a carpenter. It was just a spirit-filled 
Jesus preaching, Holy Spirit teaching, God surrounds me type church. And at 30 years old, we were among the youngest ones there. But there we learned. My older brothers and sisters poured into me what I needed, when I needed it, and how I needed it. And us that are older Christians and have been walking for a while, we need to do the same thing with the generations that are coming up. You don't have to stand on them and beat on them with the Bible. Just talk to them. Tell them stories. What Jesus do in your life. What he, he can do for them. If you're out there today, and I know it's tough, especially nowadays. But it was tough when I started. Of course, a few years later, and a lot of things have advanced. You didn't have where you could get around the world in 30 seconds back then. It took a minute. Nowadays, it happens quick. But I'm going to tell you what happens quicker than that. It's Jesus Christ. His love for you. You think, I'm not worthy. You don't know me. I walk in that church, is going to fall down. Well, I'm here to tell you, them fall down proof churches. Because I've been into a few of them and I haven't had one fall on me yet, praise the Lord. And I've met some characters. First church we went into when we got started, sitting across the way from me over there was a man looking for me because we had social dealings and things went kind of a mist. He got busted back in the 70s for one of the biggest methamphetamine labs ever in Galveston County. I was scared because I knew whether he was inside or out. If he wanted me, he could have got me. He's sitting right over here in the pew next to us. I looked up a couple of pews up there, and there was a guy who dropped a dime on me, or told on me, so I was looking for him. And all of a sudden, I just got this feeling like, chill out, don't worry. I got this. Not me. Jesus. That man that owed the most money to, he come up to me after service and he said, son, I know you, but I can't place you. I told him who I was and I asked him to forgive me. He told me you were forgiven a long time ago. So while he was in the penitentiary, he met my Lord and Savior, Jesus. When he come out, he had books with people that owed him money. He told his wife, bring them books out here. He knew that over half or better than that of the people in that book couldn't pay him back without doing something illegal. They laid hands on that book. I prayed for every name in that book. And I know mine was in there probably two or three times. That was my big brother. Loved him. He took me to pastor's conferences where I was fed when I wasn't even a pastor. 
And I didn't know why or what was going on. But he did. And he poured into me when he didn't have to. And I've always, I've, for a long time, can't see it, but I do have a tail in the back. And he used to walk by and he'd say, Brother Bobby. <laughs> he'd rub that tail and he said, that's mine. Okay. He says, at one time I wanted it from here. He says, but I'll be satisfied just to take it from the top of the rubber band. He wound up with it eventually. But because of that brother and because my daughter, my ex-father-in-law, and above all, above all, because of Jesus, I had that new beginning. Has it been hard? Yeah. Have I got knocked down? Yeah. Have I been disappointed? Yeah. But I also get right back into that word and I dust myself off because I'm just too hard-headed. Even when I was pistol whipped about the head, it knocked me to my knees, but it didn't knock me out. And that 44 Magnum, when it's hitting you, it's got a barrel like that. But I got up and I looked square in his face with the most ugliest look I could give him. I never said a word because he heard that thing back. He says, don't say a word. I'll blow you away right here. But I was mad. And we should get that same kind of mad when we get knocked down. We need to get up and dust ourselves off. And get going. Don't be mad at yourself. Don't be mad at your failures. But praise God for the victories. Read that Bible. Don't look for no hidden meanings at first. Because, man, I'm telling you, they got all kinds of good Bibles out there. I have a study Bible that, man, it really gets down. And I like that. And some of them names in the Old Testament... Them names. When I first started reading the Bible, I was talking to this friend of mine. His dad was a pastor. And I asked him about it. And what you hear about preacher's kids is true because he was also my drinking buddy. And I'd ask him, well, what does this mean? He says, I don't know. When I get to them, I just say hard name and keep on going. <laughs> it wasn't about their name. It's about what God did in their lives what he can do in y'all and what he did in mine. He is amazing and his grace is even more amazing and abounding. This morning, if you don't know who Jesus is, or maybe you do know who Jesus is, but you've been hurt, I want you to know that there is healing in Jesus. The biggest healing is in his word. Because that word is Jesus. That is the most powerful word that we have. 